Crime Wives is a true crime podcast. Some of the topics and language on this show might be graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is suggested. Hey guys, <laughs> this is Crime Wives. We um, were in real good moods today because um, it was the launch of our first episode. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah, we're real excited and we are on happy, happy fumes right now because we did it. <laughs> we did it. We it took- brought you some, and by the time you listen to this one, you, I mean, it's You might even have a with. second episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, thank you once again for tuning in and listening to our first one. Um, yeah. And dealing with the fact that we didn't, I didn't especially know how far I was away from my mic. And also that uh, your refrigerator. <laughs> I'm oh, like, yeah. remember we're listening to it. We're like, oh, it's not that bad. And then I was in the car today. I was like, oh, it turned off at some point and then turned back on. <laughs> yes, there is some background noises. Um, hopefully we have that all figured out. If you notice anything now, please let us know. Please let us know. <laughs> we are not bad with criticism. Let us know what you think. Granted, it's our podcast. We might not take all of your suggestions, <laughs> but knowing kind of things that we could work on or what people want to hear that's all that's all we that's all we want to do I know that yeah definitely yeah so um are, should we chat about our day first do you yeah. want to do you want to tell me how your week was what's going on right now in your sure, life Sure, I would love to um I mean everybody knows I'm getting married yeah so. I mean not everybody knows that there's some strangers here now Everybody, I am getting married. Um, So I'm getting married in four and a half months. And she's so prepared. (laughs) I am, just call me Miss Procrastinator because that is exactly who I am. Um, So I've been messaging photographers, DJs, caterers. That is my life right now. Um, As well as doing this podcast, doing all the research, talking to Ronica 24-7. I was on the phone last night for like... A good hour and a half just like oh it's time to go I'm like man we have crammed in also everything we're doing and and then also podcast stuff <laughs> yeah yeah and then just every basically life in general um yeah I mean tomorrow I'm picking my mom up from Egypt so <laughs> are you going to Egypt to pick her up I am, or? I am traveling to I, Egypt to see those pyramids on Camelback <laughs> to go get my mother. No. Yeah, but did your mom? Did, did she see she, them? Yeah, I have a picture oh, of so her rad. hugging a camel. And I was like, <laughs> if you get to go to Egypt, please hug a camel. Oh, my God. That's yeah. you need to do in Egypt. Well, when she went to Thailand, she lived in the extravagant life. Yeah. Um, Every time you tell me about, like, you're like, oh, I got to go pick my mom from the airport. Some wonderful place she's getting back from i'm like good lord <laughs> woman can travel yeah. um when she went to thailand she had a like a picture with her like in an elephant basically like it's uh what like it was wrapped around her like, the it's, picture it's, wait oh uh, trunk. it's trunk it's <laughs> trunk i couldn't think of it the trunk was around oh i yeah, love yeah. it um, yeah yeah then my father-in-law is getting inducted into the wrestling hall of fame this that weekend. is insane my husband is gonna be stoked when he hears that i know <laughs> yeah. he is yeah he always so. is like yeah alex's dad is so cool he's so <laughs> awesome he's an arm wrestling champion oh, that he yes is. that's exactly what travis tells everyone <laughs> god um yeah but so my life is busy 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 mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going good. Everybody knows I like to stay busy, so my calendar is always full. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I always try and say that I'm just a chill at home mom and don't do anything, but I work a full time job and I got a kid who is 
just starting to get to the point where he understands if he <laughs> he's he uh, he is learning what a shard is. <laughs> That's oh, what it comes no. down to. And so <laughs> we've spent the week. And of course, I work from home. I'm on the phone, and he'll walk up and whisper. I will be with a client, and he'll walk up and be like, Mom, I poo my pants. I'm like, can I put you on hold? <laughs> and so <laughs> that happened uh, a few months ago. It happened for the first time, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I thought we were past this. We're not past it. So um, that's all I've been doing is just juggling life and work and poopy pants kid. And, oh, he's on T-ball, obviously, and he's not – giant fan of it i mean he's he's getting there though he's moved himself into liking t-ball and now doesn't just um fortnite dance across the field <laughs> he he's uh he's actually trying to catch the ball and he's so tiny though he's, oh, so, he's so small he's so so small and he really looks like a little baby out there next to those other kids and he's like i got it and then they'll trample him i'm like oh my baby <laughs> don't hurt my baby yes but at least he's running now and yes he's, not <laughs> he's still he has still moonwalked from first base to second base I'll, and and then yesterday at the game walked out to the bat like or out to bat holding the bat walking like a little grandpa and all of us were like oh i'm like that's that one's mine that is my son and i couldn't be proud so more so proud so proud so yeah just you know mom stuff um and work stuff also disclaimer i do work too oh it (laughs) does everything does have a job i wish i could podcast 24 7 yeah for real if i could my research would be much more thorough exactly <laughs> but we'll give you thorough research either way yeah we'll give you as, i'll give you as good as i can that's faux show no yes. problem so do you want to get started this week heck yeah heck yeah i'm gonna get started the crime i'm doing this week i almost said the killer i'm doing this week but you know that seems i gotta come up with a different verbiage here so who i'm doing this week is um <laughs> who? who yeah she's, okay that's not you know her what husband? before i say it <laughs> how about i start this way this is what i wrote actually is um first of all i believe there are other podcasts that have covered this guy before one of them i found out today was my favorite murder and oh, nice. i have listened to i will openly admit i've listened to every single podcast by them every episode didn't know they did it had no idea was like I forgot. <laughs> so I went back and tried to listen to it and I was like, oh, okay, they covered everything I've already got written down. I'm doing good. That's got to be a good sign somehow. Definitely. Um, even though he was eventually ruled out from the case that we referred to last time, this is the vampire killer. Yes. Rapist. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. And well the only reason I did it is because of how intrigued you were last time and I was like I've never heard of this guy and then I did I was like I've heard of this guy (laughs) so um we're yeah so I'm covering the John Crutchley also known as the vampire rapist that being said um if you want to learn more about him I found some stuff on reddit wikipedia murderpedia okay so John Brennan Crutchley was born to a well-established nice family on October 1st in 1946. Uh, Growing up, it's noted in several different places that I found information about him uh, that he didn't have a ton or, if any, friends at all. Um, There's even a reference saying that he was a friendless child. Oh my god. Okay, (laughs) and can I just start off by saying I thought you were going to say that he didn't have a tongue? 
What? Why did you think I was ton? Oh, a ton. <laughs> oh, I like, said oh. it slowly. <laughs> I was like, oh no, like, this he, is a weird start. He was mad because he had no tongue. Uh, no, that's not why he killed people. <laughs> um, so, what he did do um, was he spent a lot of time alone with his hobby, which was tinkering with electronic gadgets in the basement of his home. We're just gonna we're just gonna act like that's a normal statement and go on to the next. I mean, it, that could be well. It he's young, so it's not be, like it's computers. Yeah, and being young and tinkering around tinkering and not having friends does not mean it should it's not always a red flag no in this case my brain was like oh my gosh that's a red flag i'm like no it's not it's yeah, not for sure. always so hashtag not all lonely children <laughs> are bad people so okay in high school he actually ends up making money by repairing and rebuilding um complex stereo systems for people and eventually he graduates with a bachelor's degree in physics at Defiance College in Ohio um, in 1970 and earned a master's degree in engineering um, in engineering administration at George Washington University in Washington DC. So that tinkering worked out for him. It did and right after this my next statement is so this speaks to his level of intellect. He might have been social or might not have been social in his early years and I'm not sure what it says about his um later years I don't know what he was socially like if he was a charming guy or not um but clearly he was very well educated and I believe this level of brain power plays into his ability to avoid certain penalties in his future if you will um however I do think it's worth noting that um it wasn't his looks that uh played into it because this guy was creepy looking. Really? Yes. I need to, I'm going to look I need, I, I was going to attach a photo and I didn't. He is like a tiny, tiny looking guy with glasses that do not fit his face. And just, I said it last time, I'll say it again. He just gives me the creepazoids. I don't think I said that, but he does. Um, okay. So in 1969, he marries his first wife. Uh, I wasn't able to find her name anywhere. Um, and the, what it does talk about is that the marriage wasn't good um, and that essentially it ended rather quickly. I think they get married in college. doesn't last long. They are done after that. Uh, between this time, he moves around a lot and is taking different jobs in this field or in his field, sorry. Uh, first, he moves to Kokomo, Indiana. Kokomo. And, oh, I think there might be an emergency vehicle driving by. If anyone can hear that. Sorry. Hopefully it's not a murder. Hopefully it's not a murder. But if it is, we're going to cover it next week. Yeah, next week on Crime Wars. <laughs> okay, so first he moves to Kokomo, Indiana. Down in Kokomo. That's every time I read it, I was like, ooh, I can't sing the song. Uh, worked at Delco in Electronics Corporation. Previously to this, he had been working at General Motors. So this is essentially what I'm doing is giving you some background information. It's pretty boring to me because I'm not an engineer. and But this just... This is just a, a little list real quick of um, his engineering jobs that he had because he had a few of them. Previously, he had been working at General Motors uh, in Defiance, Ohio, where he was responsible for the installation of a new plant security system. He applied for a transfer to Delco Electronics, Kokomo, where the systems were designed and built. And he worked there for several several years as an electrical Oh, God, what is this word? Electrical, good Lord, Ronica, <laughs> uh, system engineer. Eventually, however, he moves away from Kokomo due to an investigation. So 
tiny, tiny red flags always. I always note the tiny. An investigation takes place, um, and this one, the, this time, is um, that was made by the plant security into missing materials. And from there, he moves to Fairfax County, Virginia, where his mom lived, and eventually he gets remarried in the 1970s. So that all of that information was to tell you he had really good engineering jobs and he moved around a lot yeah. in a pretty general area, but still moves around a lot. So he worked for several high-tech firms in the Washington, D.C. area, including TRW, ICA, and Logicon Process System. Um, In 1977, John is placed under a little bit of, (laughs) that's in quotes, a little bit (laughs) of scrutiny as his then-girlfriend disappeared from the trailer park that they lived in together. Oh, God. He was questioned several times for his possible involvement in her disappearance. However, nothing came out of it due to lack of evidence. Even after her skeletal remains were found by a hunter in October the following year. So that whole sentence, my note was, works at high-tech companies but lives in trailer park? Question mark. I was like, okay. Uh, So anyways, to each their own, wherever they want to live and with their cool jobs. So he's already on the police's radar at this point, but there's no supporting evidence to put him in any custody. um, So things move on. Uh, Now we're going to jump forward to November of 1985. This is the part of the story that I mentioned last time that I was trying to tell you and I told you about the girl, about a girl. Okay, so my details were off a little bit, but that's because I didn't know and now I know. You read up (laughs) on it. You're ready to go. Yeah. So this is, this is kind of where we're going to say his story takes a turn and the reason that his story takes a turn is because, well, a girl is found essentially. So, November 1985. On a road in Brevard, there we go, Brevard County, Florida, a woman is crawling down the side of a road, nude, hands cuffed, feet bound, and clinging to life. Okay, I remember now. Mm -hmm. When someone finally stops for her, she points at the house, at a house behind them, and begs the driver not to take her back to, quote, that house. And kind of, I think she is also like, take note of that house. She's trying to make the driver in the car say, look at that house. Also, I'm dying. Also, I'm dying. Um, So the driver noted the location, took her home, and called the police uh, and had an ambulance. Just the idea of, I know that everyone's like, oh my gosh, she got hurt and then she gets into a car with a stranger. Could you imagine being that stranger? No. Like, oh, naked lady. Oh, I got to save her some. Ugh. But oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, you're like, yeah. okay, that house is right there. Okay, that's super close. <laughs> yeah. And I need, to, I need to save you. Get my car. Get my yeah. car right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Also, why didn't he take just... I would go straight to the hospital. You would think that? I didn't look, I didn't, it didn't say anywhere. I tried to look at a few different places to see, like, where they lived in, in, like, in. In connection to, like, a hospital? Yeah. yeah. So, in the general vicinity, I think it's all stretched out kind of thing. And he takes her home and calls the police. But he also, there's also a part that says he takes her home and his wife calls the police. So, maybe he panicked. He didn't know what to do. He was like, there's a naked lady who's dying. Um, Get her away from this house. (laughs) Yes. So he did the right thing, um, partially. Um, Maybe he knew that it would be faster to call 911. I don't know the details. I just know he didn't do that. And um, but eventually she gets to the hospital. At the hospital, they determine this is the part I was trying to tell you last week, and I did not know. I said the number forty, and then I was like, I don't know what the forty means. (laughs) 
So at the hospital, they determined that she was missing between 40 and 45% of her blood. Oh, my God. And they also find ligature marks on her neck. So eventually, uh, cops come in. She has to tell her story. And she starts to explain what happened. She explains that she'd been hitchhiking the day before and a man had stopped to give her a ride. But he told her on the way that he needed to stop off at his house first. Okay, not, never a good sign. I will, I can't, I can't say from experience because I've never hitchhiked. I've hitchhiked. I also know that I never will. If I got to get somewhere, I'm going to walk because of stories like this. Uh, yeah. But I also... When I'm trying to put myself in that scenario, I'm like, okay, first of all, pretend you're in a car. Second of all, he has to stop. What do you do? You get out the car and you run. Like Honestly, well, like, happy face killer, he's like, I need to stop and get some money before we can go. Oh, by the way, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. It, yeah. So, essentially, what happens is uh, they get to his house. Uh, she He invites her in and she declines. He goes into the house where she proceeds to wait in the car. I'm not saying she made the right or wrong choices. It's not my place. But she stays in the car, waits for him. He goes in the house, comes back out, and um, comes back to the car, and then proceeds to get into the back seat for whatever reason. Like he got in he the back was, seat? Well, yeah. I'm sure he gave her an excuse like, I got to get something, or I left oh. something, or so that he can get. And so she's still just calmly sitting there. And he gets in the car and chokes her unconscious from behind. <laughs> So, okay, okay. Okay. I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, we all did because it's it sounds like it's right out of a scary movie. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, which that's most of the things that we talk about are real life scary movies. Okay, so when she finally wakes up, she is tied to a countertop in this man's kitchen by her arms and her legs. She's got tape over her mouth and I... I think there might have been tape over her eyes, too, but she's able to see out of it because she's able to see her, you know, her arms and legs are tied. Uh, she's got tape over her mouth and that there are video cameras and lights set up. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is actual scary movie shit. Uh, okay. What happens next is directly copy and pasted from Murderpedia, and I'm saying that because I didn't want to type it out. I'm like, I'll just start telling my story, and I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. So... The man raped her and videotaped the action. That's literally directly quote from there. He then inserted needles into her arm and wrist, carefully oh extracted God. blood, and began to drink it, telling her that he was a vampire. Okay. Uh-huh. After that, he handcuffed her and put her in a bathtub, returning later for another round of sexual assault and blood extraction a second time. And then the next morning, after a third round... The man handcuffed the hitchhiker, which it calls her the hitchhiker. I just would have said her, the girl, but hand, handcuffed the hitchhiker and left her in the bathroom, saying that he would be back later for further assaults. <laughs> and if she tried to escape in the meantime, his brother was there and he would kill her. I, we, I don't know, can't confirm if that was true or not, but obviously to try and keep her in the bathroom, he says, my brother's here. Um, so it's after the man leaves the house that she was able to push out of the bathroom window and crawl to the road. Had she not escaped, the doctors believed she might well have died from further round of blood extraction. And of course, my note here is, duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, it's amazing that she was able to get out of the bathtub and to safety, or out of the house and yeah. to safety with that amount of blood out of her body. 100%. And I'm, sh I'm guessing 
but I'm sure that the brother was just a scare tactic. A decoy. Or yeah. 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 Um, there never anywhere else in any of the stories doesn't mention anything about him having a brother. And um, he was, it, as you'll find out here shortly, he was home alone. So eventually, because the woman was able to identify the house that she left from to the man who helped get to the hospital, they were able to serve an arrest warrant to John Brennan Crutchley, which just awful last name. I don't know. Crutchley is every time I read it, I'm like, ooh. Like, this just doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yucky. Um, okay, so John, at this time, is 39, was still married to his second wife, and they had a child together, a daughter, I believe. At the time of this incident, his family, uh, daughter and wife, were away visiting their relatives in Maryland for a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. So this was in their house. So this was in their house. They're, yes, it's in it's not. They're not separated home. or anything. They're like right. committed husband, wife. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, in, as you will find out as this story progresses, they are committed husband and oh, wife oh god damn it yeah 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 okay so police are able to get into his house oh the other thing i put here is that at the time he was also employed as a nasa contractor at the harris corporation nasa so he works as a nasa contractor but also he thinks he's a vampire <laughs> so, the fuck I, uh, you know yeah so i mean uh yeah okay so Police are able to get into his house and get some evidence collected. They end up finding the camera that John used to film the girl. However, the tape was partially erased or recorded over. Convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> uh, and according to the girl, that tape would have contained footage of her rape and the extraction of her blood. And in this first search of the house, they take pictures. Among other things, they find a stack of credit cards... Um, that's like several inches thick. So it's this thick stack of credit cards that obviously don't belong to him okay. um, and woman's jewelry. Oh. But a, a, it says in a few, in one place, it said like a bag of women's jewelry, but it doesn't say where that's found. But also, if he's married, it's kind of, in my opinion, I read that and was like, well, it, it could easily be like, well, that was mine. The wife could just say that was mine. Oh, um, yeah. 100, I have a bag of jewelry that Angela gave me. So ex like, yeah, exactly. So chilling. we have, <laughs> we are women. We yeah. know. So that doesn't quite seem like um, something that could be, lead, you know, led back to him. However, several inch thick credit cards mm -hmm. stack, probably harder to um, obtain in your own name. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so by this point, it's easy to assume that because she was able to escape, his first move was to start trying to cover his own tracks and hide anything that might have incriminated him. Um, and this is where um, I'm, what I mentioned before comes into play. He wasn't a dummy. He just, he were, had a good job, um, was a well-educated uh, engineer. I think that that plays into how he can hide himself how hide things from people yeah um just on a lot of levels actually okay so um it also becomes apparent that this guy is a next level predator uh that's my own words there because i next could level. not stop i'm like he's not just your run-of-the-mill bad guy he's an educated engineer and also has a very very strange um 
need yeah. to fill. Okay. He thinks he's a vampire. He thinks, so. uh, yeah, yeah. He's so. a very smart wannabe vampire, and it's very confusing. It's a bad combo. Very bad combo for anybody that comes into contact and with him. And he's creepy looking. He's not like a, ooh, yeah, like, a, like a colon. Mm, I love me a vampire. Okay, so. Oh, Edward Cole. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I only said the last name. <laughs> like a colon. A colon. Not a colon. What? <laughs> oh, I just, speaking of weird kinks. <laughs> yikes okay so um again it becomes apparent that he's next level predator and a bit outside of the local police's territory so they call in fbi um the the profiler that's assigned to the to the case is actually a pretty famous um profiler his name's robert k wrestler and wrestler uh an ironic <laughs> an ironic last name. uh yeah so his name is robert wrestler he is He's very well established in the FBI. He works on a lot of very famous cases, um, all of that stuff. Okay, so this uh, investigator or uh, profiler is convinced that John Crutchley has had most certainly killed before, and he goes on to identify him as quote serial killer of the organized type. So what he's trying to say is that essentially he this cannot be his first he was very organized he had tape he had he knew you know people weren't going to be home he knew the right things to say um this was probably just his slip up in fact he probably was so cocky and had done this before maybe something similar to this that he left and left her there and was like this is fine i've done this before or i guess that one's my opinion but um okay so after wrestler is brought in which is that fbi profiler after he's brought in he makes the assumption that um this is likely not crutchley's first murder attempt and they start looking at similar cases around the area as well as a second and more thorough search of john's home something else that wrestler brings to attention is that john crutchley moved around a lot as i had mentioned that's why i went through the list of here's here's where he had his jobs (laughs) um so he moved around a ton and with all of these jobs he'd had prior to this event he thinks it's very probable um, to, or it's probably a good idea to look into missing persons cases around other areas that John had lived before. I would say that's probably a great idea. Yeah. Um, And then this FBI profiler also suggests that they do a second sweep of the home. Even though they went in and did stuff, they, when they had gone back into, he obviously had hidden things and kind of made it um well it's like watching a movie for the second time you catch a lot of things that you didn't see the first time exactly and uh, this this um wrestler guy he he is so he is just so good at his job (laughs) he can he can just predict a lot of things um in this case that he's just seen before and he says go back in the house um look for certain things well so they do and when they do a second sweep of the home uh, they find a stack of 72 three by five cards on which Crutchley had recorded women's names and described their sexual preferences. How many cards? 72. Oh my God. Uh-huh. And put their sexual preferences or performances. I'm so sorry. Not preferences. Their performances. I was like, well, he's caring. No, yes. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, when contacted, some of the partners indicated that Crutchley had crossed a line from them. So some of these are women that are consensual. Okay. Um, and, uh, but they all said he crossed a line from kinky, quotes, consensual, consensual acts to sexual assaults. So he went from it being consensual and 
to and apparently making notes of it on note cards Jesus. to rape. Um, and a ton of them say um, it. A lot of them involved restraint. So you know, there's something else. Mo. Uh huh. Yeah. So something that they focus on while crutchy, crutchly, crutchy. <laughs> that's even crutchy. worse. <laughs> Uh, something... I, like, I like calling him that, though, because I feel like it gives him less power. Yeah. Crutchy. Oh, little You're baby crutchy, crutchy. crutchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> something that they focus on while Crutch Lee was working out all those, um, working out all of those previously mentioned companies is that there are a lot of girls that went missing in the areas. However, and very frustratingly enough, they aren't able to definitively definitively charge him with any of those cases due to lack of evidence of course yeah and instead are forced to only pin the current crime of the woman um who survived you know the handcuffs road lady um that they refer to as the teen hitchhiker a lot um but again that's where that's why i brought up i think he's He's just a really smart guy and is knows how to get away with these yeah, things. Yeah, he's covered his tracks. G- getting rid of evidence in certain ways, yeah. At court, uh, they try to point some of the blame on the escaped woman, which when I was, I was like, God damn it. I hate that. Like, I hate when they victim blame. But um, so they tried to put some of the blame on the escaped woman by saying that she was a sex worker and actually came on to him. So, and, and of course, because they have these cards that are like, look at all these other consensual situations he's been in. She probably was, but that does not put away the fact that she was missing 45% of her blood from her body. That goes to show, no, I don't care if someone says it was consensual or not. You almost drained her of her life. Yeah. And she's saying she's not consensual and she's missing 45% of her blood. Yeah. You did something wrong. Believe her. Yeah, Jesus. A sex worker or not. I don't, yeah, I did. I don't want to hear it. So even um, though they're, she is, they're trying to say that it was consensual, essentially. Um, what goes on to make it worse is that his wife... Ew. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. So she she doesn't testify in court that I that I know of, but she does, um, I'll say testifies on his behalf, uh, not in court, but to reporters, that she had apparently cooperated in some of these, quote, kinky acts. So it said she was, they were three, threesome. So sure. They were doing it together. Sure. I don't know exactly to what extent she goes into, but she says it to the press. So... Um, she tells the press uh, regarding his attack that took place while um, she was away with their little girl for Thanksgiving that it had been, and this is a quote, a gentle rape devoid of any overt <laughs> brutality. Oh my, you guys can't see me, but my jaw, I was like looking down if, and then I was just like, If I fuck ever you. have to say the words gentle rape again in my life, I will. I will, my eyes will glaze over. I will kill some. <laughs> yes. Not really, but God. No, Ugh. but when I read the word gentle rape, ugh, there is no such thing. Okay, so uh, when they are finally able to sentence him based on his testimony, or based on testimony, oh, not his testimony, it's based on testimony from the really good um, profiler from the FBI. Okay. Uh, this wrestler guy. Um, so based on testimony from wrestler at the sentencing, uh, the judge chose to exceed the state guidelines and sentenced Crutchley to 25 years to life in prison with 50 years of subsequent parole. So he gets a really good, like, 
the judge is mad, obviously. The judge is yeah, like, you yeah. know, we're gonna... Uh, they didn't have any proof that he... They didn't have any other proof that he murdered anyone. They did have... While this investigation is going on, they have a lot of suspicions for other ones. And I'm going to mention those just to mention them eventually. But um, they didn't really have anything, quote, on him. So for the judge to sentence him with that much, it's it's pretty great of the judge to do that. Yeah. However... Robert Ressler goes on to predict that Crutchley's, quote, 25 to life sentence would result in release as soon as 1998. And of course, Crut- it did. Mm-hmm. Crutchley was released two years earlier than that. So basically, this Robert guy is so good that at his job that um, he knew how the justice system worked, essentially. And he predicts that what's going to end up happening is that he'll get out early based on good behavior. And after serving only 11 years... 11? Mm-hmm. Of his sentence, Crutchley was released on August... But get ready. <laughs> this is this is my favorite oh part of the story. Okay, so he's, he's released um, on August 8th, 1996, from the Correctional Institution in Rainford, Florida, for good behavior exactly what Robert Ressler says is going to happen takes place a little bit sooner even. So he's moved um, from there to a lot of places won't take him now. So he's moved to, or a lot of states, I'm sorry, won't take him now. They're like, oh, really? you can't come back here. Yeah, which I don't know. That, I, don't, I don't know. Counties can just say, uh, apparently you can still be exiled. All I know is that I think you can still be exiled when you are a an ex-con that's on <laughs> probation, essentially. Interesting. I didn't know that. So he moved, they move him to a halfway house in Orlando. Um, of course, I said all of that. I don't actually know if that's true. I'm just assuming that, I just know that I read other places wouldn't take him. Well, I know sometimes, like, people, they'll, you'll try to move somewhere. Because I saw this with, like, some um, predator um, things like, recently, is that people are like, you're not coming here. Yeah. And then, like, they're like, we'll kill you if you come here. Yeah. So I'm pretty so sure knows? something something along those lines, whatever happens, he gets moved to Orlando. Um, so Because they'll accept anyone there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's a great place. Uh, okay. So less than a day later, he's arrested again for violating his parole after being tested positive for marijuana. He denied that he was smoking that marijuana and says... Inmates that were at the jail blew marijuana smoke in his face at a party that was thrown for his departure. So, of course, my first... Okay, I, I had actually a few things. Um, my first thought was, you, they throw parties with marijuana in the in the jails? I'm <laughs> I mean, asking. I don't know anything. I mean, I can... Like, I'm sure. I definitely... I don't know about, like, departure parties. I know that you can get... Things. You can smuggle things. I yeah. know that. but and, and sure, back then, I'm sure it was easier. Oh, but, probably way easier than now, and it still happens now. So. Yeah. So, uh, but, okay, so then my next thought is, either he did actually smoke marijuana and is just still a big old liar and was like, I didn't smoke to Mary Jane, or the police knew he was getting released through a big party and made sure that there was drugs, quote, <laughs> um, involved. And I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying... It just felt convenient that he gets out on parole for good behavior, but they're like, let's throw him a party real quick. And then the next day, well, well here's the they best could part. could have been like, here's a brownie. Yeah, so here's the best part. Under the Florida law, I think at the time, um, three it's called a three strikes law. He's sent back to prison for life. 
because of that parole violation. Are you kidding? And no, I'm not. So on January 31st, 1997, he goes back to jail for life. That is amazing. Well, and honestly, even if he didn't smoke, like that was whole, like, yeah, somebody the, blew in my face. It's like, yeah, that's what I told my mom in high school. If yeah. she ever, like, the blow in she my did face drug test Can me. someone blow in your face? And No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that I don't know my, mom, my mom's a drug and alcohol counselor. Oh. So I got drug tested one time when I lied, and she was like, You're going to pee in this cup. And then Were you I like, passed They it. blew in my face. No, I passed. And oh. I was like, In your face. <laughs> but in my face. <laughs> they blew but it in also, my face. <laughs> but like, if I would have failed, I would have been like, Somebody blew in my face. And my mom, being a drug and alcohol counselor, would be like, Bitch, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm sorry, mommy. Forgive me. <laughs> oh, parenting from death. <laughs> Destiny's mom, 101. Hey, she's a hard-ass, but she's a good woman. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, okay. So, oh, back, to, back to sadness and dark stuff. Uh, before I go on to say what eventually happens to him, I wanted to mention the ladies that he is um, suspected of outside of the one woman. Um, Pamela, <laughs> Pamela Ann is her name. Pamela Ann Kimber. <laughs> A 23-year-old Navy messenger disappeared from the base on March 25, 1982. She was found later dead in her car, submerged at the end of a seaplane ramp. Her killer tied her arms behind her with a clothesline and tried to strangle her. So the strangling part, that's where I'm like, okay. So for whatever reason, they suspect that it's him. The killer left behind a gray ski-type mask and fingerprints that did not belong to the victim or her boyfriend at the time. Second person is Carol Ann Molnar. A tw- Can I ask a question? Did they not test the fingerprints or is that just not known right now? I, it says it on both Wikipedia everywhere I looked. It didn't say it didn't say that they matched him. So or that they Maybe they didn't. were inclusive or something. Yeah. Knows, but they didn't. They just match know, him. yeah, I'm or, sure he didn't get charged with it. Yeah. Uh, and C- Carol Ann Molnar, a 21-year-old Navy clerk. Disappeared on February 6, 1983. Her decomposed body was found three months later, partially buried under rocks of the seawall at the North Folk base. Uh, she had been strangled. Uh, so, uh, there, th- this is uh, right here underneath this is just copy and pasted because, again, I just wanted to like put some names that were there. Um, it says, Bailey declined to say whether the unsolved slangs on the base bore similarities to others for which Crutchley is suspected, or to the rape for which he has been convicted. So they just, they didn't want to say, they just, yeah, it's just evident that he was um, being scrutinized for these as well. Okay. Okay. Again, he was never charged with any of these murders. However, according to Murderpedia, he is listed as having potentially killed 30 plus women, which... Jesus. Yeah. So again, they... And convicted Not, for one that wasn't even murder. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And the one that wasn't even murder would have been a brutal murder if it was. Oh, yeah. She completely. just she just got so lucky. <sighs> lucky, quote, lucky afterwards. Yeah. To yeah. get away. Just awful. Yeah, no, she wasn't lucky, but she got away. And then on Wikipedia, there is also this information that I, it, again, felt worth mentioning just to add another yeah. layer to his case. Um, it's it's underneath classified information that they found evidence of at his home. At the time of his arrest, Crutchley was found to be in possession of a great deal of highly classified information regarding naval weaponry and communications. 
unnamed federal agencies other than the FBI considered opening an espionage case against him. So again, just a crazy next level. It says Crutchley's employer, Harris Corporation, was highly involved with not only the NASA research and launch facilities at Cape Canaveral, but also with naval contractors and subcontractors. So... It just, to me, it's the man is a highly educated engineer for places connected with NASA. And then just layer it on top of the fact that he's also an insane rapist. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) However, finally, on March 30th, 2002, Crutchley died in prison. Corrections officials reported on April 2nd, 2002, that he had been found dead in his cell at Hardy Correctional Institute with a plastic bag, o- bla- plastic bag over his head. The cause of death was reported as autoerotic asphyxiation. So in some places it just says asphyxiation, but in m- multiple other places it says autoerotic. So okay. you believe what you want to believe. I believe that it was a cover-up and some people needed him dead. And also that he thought he was a vampire. <laughs> I mean, there's that. He but had I, honestly kink. just hearing it and hearing like the ties that he had and how he <laughs> yeah, went back. I knew. And I almost didn't mention this part, uh, that part of it, because I'm like, he's just a crazy rapist. And then I read that. I'm like, no, 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 no. This needs to be the last layer on the cake. That's he definitely the whatever weird stuff he had going on. But also, he might have just been a weird, crazy, kinky so guy. So, what do you think? I don't know what I think. I, <laughs> I honestly think that it was like a. I think that they. I think I think that somebody he had like basically a hit out yeah probably from somebody higher up maybe definitely that was one of of course I'm I was reading it and just like this guy sucks this guy sucks I mean he does suck he totally yeah to die like good job mm, yeah so yeah exactly so so that's my real thought (laughs) whatever you just said there at the end that's where I was like no no I'm still mad at him (laughs) like he still (laughs) did all the stuff And that one was my case. Um, no, yeah. Ooh, I said it right this time. <laughs> I always try and say that was my crime, but it sounds like... And so anyways, that's the crime I committed today. And that's... I'm not into that. Um, yeah, that was the vampire rapist. Not to be confused with the vampire murderer, who I might actually cover someday. <laughs> so tune in sometime from now. Okay. Who are you doing? Okay. So before I actually get into mine, I am going to do kind of an addendum to a case that we, our first episode actually. Mm -hmm. So I have somebody very important in my life. I'm not going to say his name um, just out of respect for him. I mean, he's doing great in life and um, I just, it's one of my family members. He's amazing. But he actually messaged me today because we released our first podcast Mm -hmm. and he told me that he was actually in prison with the Happy Face Killer. Oh, that is the kind of feedback we're looking for. <laughs> I was like, what? You're, no, no. Tell you're, me more. What? You're kidding. And so he was like, yeah, he's bigger than me. And this dude that I'm talking, my family member, is a big, like, he is, like, straight muscle, straight, like, to the roof. Like, he is a tall, Ugh. big, muscular mofo. And he was like, yeah, he's bigger than me. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, that's how... That is how he strangled was it? with his fist. With his fist. <laughs> yes. I had so many questions about um, that. But he, so I was like, uh, I mean, tell me more, but I know you're at work. And he was like, 
he was just a weird he was weird as fuck you don't say <laughs> he was <laughs> that's literally his, his words he's like he's weird as fuck um and he's actually in in he from what he remembers or he was in an honor dorm huh what's that like so he was like in a specialty room oh. or a specialty like basically dormitory cell block mm-hmm. um for people that haven't gotten in trouble in a long time and <gasps> good behavior that have good, behavior. good behavior um Ugh. and that basically like they have it's a smaller area so there's not like 50 men sharing a bathroom and a tv and all. so they get like, pr- a it's a privileged room. area it's basically a privileged area Super. and when he told me that i was like this that is not information I want to know. It doesn't like, make I, me feel better. Right? I'd love to know it. I want to know I, he's rotting in hell. But he's not. So there is I my mean, update. Yeah, no. When we say contact us with your feedback or your suggestions, also your stories about people, please do. Uh, but if you happen to be one, <laughs> don't contact us. <laughs> we would rather not hear from you. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to hear from you if you got the tendencies. We just want to know about the people you ran into that do have the tendencies. And, <laughs> and now I will start. Okay. Um, so this week I'm going to be talking about somebody who I call the tenant monster, tenant asshole, tenant anything. And we will get into why that is her name. Tenant as in like your neighbor? Like your tenants. Like if you're... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. If you're an, a homeowner, obviously yeah, yeah, I am yeah. not one because I'm like, what's a tenant? <laughs> I mean, I knew, but... <laughs> Okay, so this lady is literally just out of the this world. I, when I read this, honestly, at first I was like, meh, this sounds meh. And then I got into it and I was like, oh my god. So her name right. is... Stoked. Right? Stoked. Her name is Dorothea Helen Puente. Oh, Puente. 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 We had to uh, look up how to... I wanted to, to make sure it. I said it right. <laughs> I'm sure you're not stoked that I just said we had to look it up. It's whatever. I thought it was Puente, but I wanted to make sure I was being 100% accurate just for you guys. You know what? I didn't want to have a hey high situation. Don't come at me. <laughs> oh shoot. I did do that. And... So, <laughs> anyways. Yes. <laughs> Wendy was born on January 9th, 1929 in Redlands, California to Trudy Mae Yates and Jesse James Gray. Wait, wait, wait. I love Redlands. Okay, keep going. I've never been there. We have a friend. We have a friend who's there right now. Okay. Is he back? No, he's back. Oh. I was right? like, do they live there? Can we go visit? We're not going to say his name because he'd be stoked if we said his name on this podcast. But that's where him and his girlfriend just were. And that's where his girlfriend's from. Redlands, California. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Oh, Jake. <laughs> God dang it. Jake, it's Jake and Audrey. Jake. Oh, two no. of our best friends. Shoot. Shout out. Love you Shout guys. out to people we know. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to try not say his name on here. Okay, moving on. My bad. Yeah, um, uh, that's so- where she's from. So they were both known to be drunks that frequently abused her. Uh, oh, right into sadness. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. No more Jake and Audrey. Um, so by the time that she was nine, her father had died of tuberculosis and her mother had died in a motorcycle, motorcycle accident. So very sad, but she wasn't being beaten anymore from yeah. what I know. Um, after her parents' death, she went to live in an orphanage, but eventually moved in with some of her relatives in, I believe, Fresno, California. Um, not as cool as Redlands. No, not as cool. But she was known to lie about her childhood a lot, saying that she was one of multiple children that grew up in Mexico. Oh, that's a weird thing to lie about. Yeah. Well, and I saw some reports saying that she was like one of three, and then some that said she was one of 18. 
Oh, so good like, God. So even so even even the reporters are like, we're not sure which story is true about You're her. You're still a liar. No one's looking into it. Right. So at the age of 16, she married a soldier by the name of Fred McFall. When she was 16? When she was 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They had two daughters, but it didn't seem like that was what she had in mind because she sent one of them to live with relatives in Sacramento, and then she gave another one up for adoption. Oh, darn. Okay. Probably I not mean, a bad thing for them. Yeah. I got mad at first, and then I don't know anything about her, but I still am like, you know what? Maybe it's for the best. <laughs> Maybe it's for the best. So Fred McFall actually ended up leaving her after about three years of marriage, um, and she was super embarrassed about the fact. You'll see that, like, pride is very important. Pride, and it sounds like her appearance outwardly. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, so she was super embarrassed about being left, so she lied to anybody else that asked about her marriage and said that he died of a heart attack. Oh, uh, well. like a couple of days after they were wed. Oh, like, oh, sorry, he's dead. He died. Well, yeah. Some people would say he's dead to me. She's like, he is actually dead. He had a heart attack, and he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So her first crime came not long after that, when she was caught committing identity theft and forging checks. Oh, I know. I know a lot of women that that feels like their first crime. I don't. Okay, not personally. I don't know them personally, but. You're like, all of my friends, all of my friends. One of them is also me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Whenever I read about uh, crimes about women, I feel like the thing that I see first, I guess, would be, or one of the, it's like their earliest crimes. For dudes, it's like they killed an animal. For women, forging checks. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) give me that money. So after she was released, um, so she went to jail for that. uh, It was like 90 days or something like that. Um, She, after she got released from prison, she got impregnated again by a man she didn't know. Oh. (laughs) Or didn't really know. Oh. It was like consensual, but she's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, that's your, that's your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she put the baby up for adoption again. Okay. So she's just, She's, she's being irresponsible with her reproductive system. Which, but, I, but she's allowed to. Yeah, but I mean, and this was a it. while ago, and so I literally looked up, when did birth control come out? Cause oh, like, this bitch. <laughs> Put it on check. But then it wasn't out when she was, this was happening. So there was no but birth was control like, yet. What about the pull-out method? Like, that's a little safer. It works for some people. It does. It does. It does. Yes. Um, anyways. Not her. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe she didn't even try. So after this, she ended up meeting and marrying Axel Johansson. And oh. Axel. I've always wanted to name a dog Axel. You just got a dog. I, I didn't name her Axel. It was a girl. So <laughs> okay. Okay. I already I gave her a Axel boy name. Axel would be a badass name for a girl. What's up, Axel? I think it'd be too far. I'm not badass enough to own a dog. <laughs> girl dog named Axel. I'm about to name my next cat Axel. <laughs> you, you are badass enough. Me? Not so I, much. I appreciate it. Okay. So anyways, they had a 14-year marriage, and it was pretty freaking toxic they constantly got into physical altercations it was just like their thing yeah it sounds like she that's just part of her personality yeah 100 yeah. percent. and so while she was married to johansson she was, she got arrested a couple times um one of them was for owning and managing a brothel oh oh she is on top of her game. yeah she's like i'm gonna try to make some money yeah but yeah, you can. um she claimed she was just visiting a friend at a brothel but she what but she owned it? But it's been so different sources. Uh, I believe she owned it. Yeah. Just going into further I mean, If she's being accused of being the owner, it's a weird thing to just say, oh, no, I was just passing through. 
thought I'd stop and say hi to my friend that happens to work here. Yeah. You couldn't have said hi to your friend when she was off work. Do they live at brothels? Uh, I think... Do they live there? I don't know enough. Rose brothels? No, we are not. You know, I lived in Las Vegas for five years. I should know the answer to this, but I can I can definitely say I never was in one. I drove by the... Can you? Is it the Bunny Ranch? Yeah, I didn't go inside of it. I have no idea. Okay, well, I've, I think I drove by... I don't even... I can't say definitively if I drove by one. But I want to know, do they live there? <laughs> I have no idea. So right. if you guys know that, please give if us a anyone, shout out. Do anyone wants to tell us? Do they is I feel like that's probably part of it. And they not just... according to Game of Thrones standards, nowadays standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, she would go in. She did light crime basically the whole time she was married to him. Um, light crime. Light crime. Light. Is that like a light rape or a soft okay. rape or whatever? Is it the same <laughs> or different? Dark. No, Sorry. I'm pretty sure it's like forgery and things like that. Um, no okay. rape was involved. In More it. forging checks. There's no rape in my case. So. Oh, okay. Except there Spoiler. is a brothel. So okay, that's not, that's consensual. I'm still anyways, here for it. Anyways, anyways. I'm not here for that's a whole nother not... debate. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to stop. You go. Okay. Um. So after this, after her like minute time in jail, she became a nurse's aide, taking care of disabled and elderly people. Uh-oh. Um, I'm afraid of where this is going. <laughs> oh, no. I told you it was going to be a switch up from last week. Last week freaked me out. Do you think and she then... put the brothel on her, like, job application? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Like, no, she was just I, passing through. She didn't own it. Uh, yeah, I forgot. she didn't own it. She's not going to tell everybody. Yeah. She was, she's hiding this. She was just shit. passing through. Exactly. So she finally divorced her husband after 14 years and ended up marrying... Roberto Puente. Oh, that's why she's Puente. He was 18 and she was 37 at this time. Oh, get it, girl. Cougar. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, that marriage wouldn't last partially due to a lot of infidelity on his part. Partially due to him being 18. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hashtag not all men are. But listen. Yeah, you're 18 and or he's 18. You're 37. He married a potentially insane 37-year-old, so... Exactly, exactly. So, after two years, she was a divorcee again. All right. But she kept the last name, right? She did, but there was another marriage. What? Oh, yeah, she got At that point, she's like, okay, I'm tired of... She's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, (gasps) I'm done with this one. I already know that my husband is going to listen to this and go... Hmm, I wonder why I shouldn't change her last name because I'm still legally, I still legally have my maiden last name. I am it's okay. so lazy. Okay, moving on. I've honestly had this conversation because I'm, we're getting passports because we're going to go out of the oh, U.S. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, so do I change my name early? Dude, walk Am into... I just going to be a Dodsworth for like a long time? <laughs> walk into the social security office on like a Tuesday and you will be like, I'm committed to this last name. Um, how about me and you? We'll just go together eventually. We, can we? Yes. Hopefully so you gotta wait never... An, sorry, Travis. Gotta wait another four months. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. No, but for real. Because I went in there and it's it's rough. <laughs> it's insane. So anyways. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, You're going to keep anyways right? in this whole time. <laughs> there was a, she had another marriage and that lasted two months. Yep. yep, two months. He was a crazy alcoholic. Um, <laughs> as I, I say, mm, as I take a drink of wine. Yeah, that's why it took her a little while to go, mm, because she's just made full <laughs> wine. You say, crazy alcoholic. <laughs> um, so after her last marriage, she started regulating local bars, looking for older men who were receiving benefits. Benefits? Oh, like oh, oh, oh. Social security, pensions, 
everything like that. She started forging their signatures. She was like, stealing. the young men didn't work. I will move up. <laughs> I like those older ones mm-hmm. now. Um, so she started forging their signatures and stealing their money, but was eventually arrested on 34 counts of treasury fraud. 34? 34. Damn. Yeah. So once she was released, she started renting an apartment in downtown Sacramento. Okay. Um, in 1982, her friend, and it's in some parts it says business partner, but I was like, business partner to what? Maybe. Not sure, but it was at least. Maybe previously they had owned a brothel together. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> so um, they, so her friend moved in with her into her apartment and shortly after she made this awful decision to move in with her, her friend died from an overdose of codeine and Tylenol. Oh. Yeah, dark turn. Yikes. Killed my Hard friend. left. Yeah, she went like straight fraud, 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 murder. Oh, oh, oh. Her okay. friend died from codeine? Her friend I thought we died, were going to say quotation, it was... Veronica just did quotation. Yes, she I did. died quotation. I thought, okay. Well, um, usually when I'm telling you a story, I put my quotes up so that you understand. But quotations. I thought her friend died from perhaps an OD and did it purposefully. So. Oh, got it. Okay, Puente I'll, sh- I'll informed up. the authority. Puente. Oh, already! Puente like, like Puente informed the authorities that she was depressed because of her husband's recent illness and death, and they ruled it a suicide. Oh, no. So, onwards. A yeah. few weeks later, uh, 74-year-old pensioner... You're going to hear me say pensioner a lot. That's a weird, that's a weird term. Yeah, but it yeah. was just somebody that collects a pension. Yeah, I mean, um, I get it. It's just a weird term. <laughs> um, Malcolm McKenzie met Puente at the Zebra Club. After oh. a few drinks, I know, the Zebra Club. Yeah. I was like, kind of want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Kind of not after this story. Uh-oh. So after a few drinks, they went back to his apartment well, where Puente drugged him. He was conscious, but couldn't move. Okay. So he's like Which awake looking nightmare. at her. Just like, yes. What do you, does it say what he's drugged with? Or just no, he's drugged? I don't. I wonder what you can drug people with where they're conscious. Where they but... can see you, but not me. I don't know, but that's awful. Yeah. Worst nightmare. So she started ransacking his place, stealing his coin collection and even a ring from his finger. Oh. Yeah. Like, ew. Yeah, it's all bad. God. Um. So in 1982, at the age of 53, she was convicted. So he was conscious so uh-huh. he knew yeah. and he saw was her like, face this could identify asshole yeah um and she was sentenced to five years in jail that's all yeah okay just wait moving on so then while in jail she got a pen pal oh yeah she got a pen pal 77 year old retiree everson gilmuth was like yo i hear you like old men <laughs> from oregon oh no <laughs> mr everson Ugh. um so after serving three out of her five-year sentence she was released so only three years okay um and her this, best this whole good behavior thing is starting to become more apparent to me it's starting to piss me off you sold marijuana good behavior that's fine yeah you killed some or you drugged somebody and stole all their shit Three years? That's Three years. all she yeah. had to do. Yeah, yeah. like you literally I get drug it. somebody. I get that there's not a lot of room for people in those places and you can't just keep putting bad guys in and not having space, you know. But the fact that they have to let the really bad people go because of, quote, good behavior. Well, just ship them off to places like Polk County where they have more room. It's frightening, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't work in the system. I don't I don't have any idea. Okay, but from still, what I know. Yeah, you're like, right. I don't. <laughs> still, though. So she was released and her best bud pen pal, 
was waiting for her at the gates. Of course he was. In his 1980 red Ford pickup truck. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they moved in together and started making wedding plans. Oh, he... that quick? Yep, yep. I mean, they've been pen pals. They know everything about each other. They are, they are meant to be. <laughs> he he uh, knew, in all fairness, he knew what he was getting into. She was he, in prison. When he found her, which is what he did. Well, and uh, I don't know how they did it back then. Because I now, I know now, they have like sites where you can find prisoners. And you're like, <gasps> I want to rate you. And it has like pictures of them and their address oh, and their SID number and everything. My and you, I swear Lord. to God. And you can just Never tell me them. that website because I will look it up. I, I don't want to write any <laughs> no, of them. I just says, want to look at their faces and be like. <laughs> no, when it says like, every, like, I mean, obviously it's written usually by them. Mm-hmm. And like people. like They, they write their would, own bio. Yeah, no. And, oh like, my family God, members will post it. Freaking me out. Yeah, no. And it basically will just say everything like, hey, yeah, like I'm in here for killing my whole family, but I didn't. Oh, I, oh, I, one, I was like, falsely accused. Yeah, oh, yeah, you uh-huh. saw one? You know I this totally website? I looked at it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so that's a whole long story of how I ended up oh, with Oh, you are going to end up sending me. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to send my husband the link so that I can tell him when I'm ready, and then he will know when I'm ready to look this up. <laughs> and then I'll be like, Travis, let's look at it together <laughs> for about God. five hours. Yeah, and then I was like, what did you're falsely okay. Get me yeah. out of here. And I just, I'm just going to put this out here. I don't regulate the site. It's just something that I came across and I was like, what do you mean? They just, How is this a thing? It's like a dating site for prisoners who get yeah. to say they were falsely accused. And then, but here are my current attributes, right? Yeah. Oh, oh that's And like a picture weird. of them and they're like, look at me with my shirt off. And it's like, oh, oh the shirts off? Oh, they can put any kind of... Have you ever seen prison pictures? Even back like in the 90s, they're like, I mean, look at me and my four homies with my shirts off and my guts out and my mullet. Like, it's just crazy. They have cameras in prison? They have like, they could take pictures. Yeah. Like, if you go like, I feel for like a an isolated day, baby child right now. weird. So, what? I said, I feel like an isolated baby child. <laughs> so, like, if you were to go and visit like a family member in prison. Oh, you um, could probably send them a disposable well, camera, right? No, like, they'll take a picture of you and like oh. send it to you. Uh, oh, like, like you got off like a ride at Disneyland and there's a... A hundred percent in front of like a bunny theme. It's just crazy. I am laughing at this and I hope if to, if there's anything I hope for that I never have to actually go in and take a picture with anyone and have them send it to me. But just in case, now I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, and hey, if my somebody husband... Somebody could get wrongly accused. Oh, I would yeah. hope if any one of our friends ended up in prison or anything... They were definitely wrongly accused. And I um, hope that they don't end up with a prisoner dating site. Honestly, okay. That's like, okay, we're totally, we got, totally, we're we totally really off. way too hard away from that. But. Yeah. So what I was trying to say is like, I don't know how they found each other, mm-hmm. but they did. Um, he found her probably. I'm sure there's oh, some yeah, sort of list sh- or something. I mean, maybe she was like, hey, do you guys have any ex-boyfriends I can write? <laughs> oh, true. It could happen. And could. they're like, you know, this one's really been nagging me. <laughs> info so i mean you never either really way know. they connected and he had a red pickup truck and he picked her up and said baby let's get married exactly and they, he was pretty well off okay so he set up a joint bank account for both of them um and she ended up renting a 16 um 16 room house okay for 600 dollars. what 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 was the year again this is like freaking 1988 it was like 82 i think how many rooms no it was 1985 
85 they rented an 18 room? 16 oh, 16 room, room house for 600 dollars oh i would i would own so many houses if that's so many or would still be renting exactly <laughs> i don't know so, so um she did what she'd always dreamed of and she started a boarding house for elderly and disabled tenants that's her dream. That was her dream. Okay. So we'll kind of, and I think I said this later in this, but she was known for doing like good things for people too. Mm-hmm. So, so it's weird. It's because you don't know what she's going to do, but you will know. She's just all over the place, but she has good intentions sometimes. Kind of. Yeah. Like sometimes she decides she's going to be good. Sometimes she's like, you'll see. Is she ever <laughs> diagnosed with like, severe bipolar anything not that i'm a spoiler but no she's not oh what how's that a spoiler okay whatever because i I could i I thought you'd be like because she is i was like i'm a doctor nope she's not so i'm not it could have been a spoiler but it's not so anyways in november of 1985 puente hired ismael flores a local handyman to do some work around her house and additionally build a big wooden box uh oh the dimensions, you might ask. I did not, uh, because I didn't want to know, but tell me. Um, so, six feet long, three feet wide, and two feet deep. Oh, for um, that, all of her shoes. Does that sound like a coffin? Um, no, it sounds like the same place I put all my shoes. <laughs> so, um, just so sounds everybody... Sounds just like a coffin. A hundred percent. Vampire killer, coffin. Oh, good. Oh, things are getting weird. Should have been our halloween special god really so for doing for building her this um and helping her around her house she gave ismail eight hundred dollars and that's more than her rent (laughs) god really it is he must have did a great job um but also gave him a red 1980 ford pickup oh that's what her Uh oh (laughs) oh i just did the math (laughs) build me a box the size of my husband here's his truck bye (laughs) And she said it belonged to her boyfriend that moved to L.A. And he just didn't need it anymore. Yeah, because she he's in a box now with her shoes. <laughs> so she asked Puente to come back the next day and take her to the storage depot with this box that she said, yeah, I'm just going to fill it with a bunch of junk that I need to get rid of because everybody gets a custom built box for their garbage they're going to dispose of. I would if it was for shoes. Have I said that yet? <laughs> Don't get me started on shoes. When me and Alex moved in together, he was like, you have to get rid of at least three boxes of shoes. And I almost cried. Three boxes? I I still have a lot of shoes, but I got rid of three three boxes. (gasps) Oh, my heart. That hurts my heart. I was like, can we just get a bigger place? (laughs) Dude, the thing that I am am always most stoked, thankful about, no matter what house I live in with Travis... First of all, he refuses to get rid of anything. And he has as much clothes and shoes Yeah, he has the same amount. He does definitely not the same amount of shoes because your girl likes her vans. (laughs) But he has, anytime that we have to get rid of anything or anytime that we're moving, I'm like, Trav, you just got to get rid of just one bag of clothes. And he's like, no. And then I'll pack up the bag of clothes. And he's like, don't do it. Just keep them. I'm like, you're right. We'll find somewhere to put this. This will fit Lincoln someday. <laughs> yeah. No, well, uh, and you know what, Alex? Like, even, like, looking at how he dressed, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, Converse, Levi's, black shirt. Black like, shirt. Minimalist. All of the black shirts. And everything. So he's, like, throw it away. Oh, Throw no. it away. And I'm, like, 
but these are these are my notes from my second grade best friend oh. and he's like yeah garbage don't worry we're fine <laughs> i just hit my just trying to itch my nose and just got <laughs> wild with the mic so any holy god we keep spinning off yeah so um so he returned the next day to help her take the take the box to the storage okay and when he came back it was nailed shut Mm-hmm. And so on their way to the depot, she abruptly changed her mind. And she was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go to the storage. Let's just drop drop the box off here. Oh, that was her plan the whole time. Off the highway <laughs> on a riverbank. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. that was her plan the Sutter whole time. County, California. So, okay. box go bye-bye. They just drop it off. He's like, okay. He just like comfortably obliges to everything. Was it a heavy box? I mean, I'm maybe we'll How see. can you not know as... I mean, I don't know if he claims to know or not know later on. I don't know this whole story yet, but that seems already a bit suspicious. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You're like, I'm, I feel like I'm building a coffin. I mean, it's a big box. I, I first, because obviously I didn't do the math at first, I was like, yeah, this is a nice size box. The box size, fine, whatever. You're going to go put some storage stuff in it. Cool. We're going to go to storage. But the minute that you stop on the way there and you're like, I'm going to get rid of this, uh, we have to get rid of it as the person helping her i'd be like okay but i don't know the story so yeah, so go on. <laughs> i'm gonna kind of tie back to this so on january 1st 1986 the box was was discovered and guess what was inside shoes an elderly man oh okay dang it <laughs> i wish it was shoes but due to the levels of decomposition he was labeled a john doe oh no there there was so the box was found just Someone else found it? Yeah, like a month and a half later. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no. Um, But Puente at this time was forging. So we all know who it was. Uh, Yeah. No, I get it. It was her boyfriend, Everson. Mm -hmm. Um, So Puente at this time was forging letters to his family, telling them um, his lack of contact was due to him being ill. Okay. She was also forging his signature to receive his pension. Of course she was. This bitch just cares about money. She's she, like, well, money, 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 money. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately what drives a lot of criminals. Right? Well, and so what I'm wondering, so I'm just going to throw it out there, Ismail never comes back to play into the story. Oh, okay. The guy that helped her. But, like, wouldn't you see that? Like, see the news or see something and be like, oh, my God, I dropped a box there. Yeah. He, so he was hired by her and she was just paying him under the table? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to assume that maybe he didn't for s- personal reasons. But also, how, how did he go, th- like, if he doesn't come back into the story, again, I ask the same question. How the hell did he not know whenever exactly. he's pushing a box, where? Down a ri- down the... On a riverbank. Yeah. It's like stopping by the Willamette and being like, mm, we'll throw this box. If someone, if, <laughs> I get, I understand it was in the 80s. And so maybe not everyone is as concerned about the environment as we are right now. But, and I'm not saying I'm like some environmentalist, but if someone was like, hey, Ron, let's just pull over here. And they had a shoebox size box on their lap. And they're like, I'm just going to throw it here. I'd be like, no, 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 let's, let's not. Let's get it to a garbage can yeah just not riverbank it just it would seem obvious to me but maybe that's why he made 800 dollars that day i reuse my straws from drink to drink i'm like mm, no yeah. don't need another in my gin and soda thank you oh i i went as far as to buy metal ones i so. actually have two metal ones i kept them in my purse yeah i did then that I too stopped, and, and i was like this no, is kind of gross here's what happened is i put one in my purse and was like 
I'm going to be that person that takes the metal straws everywhere I go. And then red lipstick exploded in my purse. And I was like, you know, that's never happened before. That's got to be a sign. It's <laughs> so. a sign. Anyways, um, back to your story. <laughs> so, so with Everson out of the way, she continued to house new tenants. And she ended up getting 40 tenants in total. So, Oh, I see. They bought a house that was like in... They're renting it. Okay. So... Yeah. But so she got 40 tenants, which... I don't, the numbers don't really match up to me, but whatever, yeah. we'll go from there. Families, um, families, families. Yeah, maybe. So she was very well liked with social workers. So the tenants were still um, like elderly, um, right. disabled Got it, people. got it, got it. Yeah. Um, but she took on a lot of tough cases and a lot of them were like drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. So oh, and this makes more sense to me as to why the rent was so cheap because it was probably in the intention to use it for a rental facility for elderly people. Yeah, probably. Okay. So she would collect their mail and their government checks, take Mm -hmm. the money, and give the tenant stipends. What? Give them what? So she would take a bunch of their money and give them stipends. So give them parts of their their check, basically. Mm -hmm. Here's an allowance. Um, And typically, a lot of those tenants, since they were, like, abused drugs and things like that, they would go to the local bar and get drunk. With whatever money she gave them. Yeah. Okay. And so, then they would end up, a lot of them got picked up by police. Uh-huh. And they, the police would usually hold them for about 30 days. Oh. Leaving Puente to collect a whole month's check for them. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So she just like had this in her mind. So this is probably what her intention was originally with the brothel. Oh. Didn't work out with the brothel. Uh, I was just, quote, passing by. I'm going to do it with the old people. Yeah, I'm going to do get it, it now. where okay. I can just fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is documented that parole agents actually visited Puente at least 15 times, ordering her to stay away from elderly and to not handle any more government checks. How, wait. But there's really just no follow through from that. And how is she supposed to not if she were, like, if that's her yeah, home? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was just like, stop messing with these people's money. Like, we have a feeling you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first suspicions of any kind of wrongdoing grew when neighbors noticed an alcoholic homeless man um, who was known as chief around the neighborhood hanging out around her house. She told her neighbors that she adopted him and made him her personal handyman. Adopted him? He's 12. Can no. You, can you adopt um, elderly people? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, and I think that, I don't think he was that elderly. I think he was probably like in his, I don't know what his exact age, but probably oh. like 40s. Just because she had him. That's even weirder to say I have adopted him. I I get, yeah, probably she's. I mean, he could have been younger. I really don't know. Um, she's but, just saying, he's part of my, he's a, my employer now. Yeah, basically. And yeah, employee. <laughs> and so she had him take a bunch of stuff out of the basement and then randomly, like, it was, like, dirt and just old stuff. And then they covered it with a concrete slab. Oh. Tiny red flag. <laughs> just a little. So, so then later, he took down her garage and covered that with a concrete slab. Oh. Another She loves slabs. She loves her slabs. So. <laughs> she loves her slabs. <laughs> so not long after that, he disappeared. Oh, him? Chief, oh, he made handyman. he made all these slabs and then disappears. Yep. Hey. Um. So I'm gonna go through. I'm pretty sure everybody by this time knows she's 
gotten into some wrongdoing. Um, So on August 19th, 1986, Betty Palmer, a 77-year-old resident of Puente's house, went to a doctor's appointment and never returned. Okay. A few weeks later, Puente had Betty's ID with Betty's name, but Puente's picture on it so she could collect her benefits. Okay. In February of 1987, Leona Carpenter, who was 78 years old, um, was discharged from the hospital and became a tenant of Puente's house. And two weeks after she arrived there, she went missing and was never heard from again. Oh, good God. I'm not done. Okay. Give me a couple minutes. No, not minutes. minutes. I'm kidding. Jesus. Um, Okay. So in July of 1987, James Gallup, who was 87, became a tenant after months in the hospital and was not seen or heard from again. Okay. I'm just trying to do yeah. as many people as and I can. And I'm just saying justice. K every time because I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so uh, in October of 1988, 62-year-old Vera Martin moved into the boarding house. And can you guess what happened? Was never seen again. She was never seen again. Jesus. So on November 11th, 1988, when social worker, um, when the social worker of Alberto Mintoya, he was a developmentally disabled schizophrenic, um, reported him missing. So his social worker was like, hey, Mm -hmm. this guy's gone. Um, And and so they showed up at Puente's house. She told the officers, because she came with them, she's like, he's missing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. And Quote. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And so Puente was like, yeah, he went to visit his family in Mexico. What about it? Oh, that's... Okay, I was confused about who was saying, I don't know what's going on. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Got it now. Um, Okay. So the social worker was like, "Mm, that doesn't sound like him. Mm -hmm. So they started talking to a couple of the tenants there. And while they were there, one of the tenants slipped the officers a note claiming that Puente had asked him to lie for her. Oh, good, good. Good, good. So the officers returned four days later and just... Discovered some disturbed soil on the property. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the first body they recovered was Leona Carpenter. Okay. And she was followed by an additional six bodies. No. Moving on. (laughs) Had a thought about the name of a famous person, and it's not Leona Carpenter. Every time I wrote Leona, I thought of Fiona from Shameless, and I was like, you're addicted. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You're Fiona. You're Fiona. I hope you. Literally at the same time that you said Fiona, I thought for sure the next thing you were going to say was going to be Shrek. I had a feeling when I said that. It was like, you would, mom. I shameless. need to say, I love shameless, but god damn it, I am also a mother. So, but and my it. child loves Shrek. Moving on. Okay. So, well, so they ended up finding six additional bodies besides Leona. Um, in, like, the backyard? In the backyard. Okay. Mm-hmm. That were elderly tenants? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So while the extraction of the bodies was going on, um, they found a body that was decapitated, one that had missing hands. <gasps> I think I've heard this before. I, I've totally heard now this story. You it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you say hands and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Somewhere in my life, I have heard this story before. Yeah. Yes. So she's just overall awful. Ah. Uh, yeah. Fudge sickles. Um, so still a mom. <laughs> they had also found out that she'd cast cashed over sixty checks after the tenants had died. Oh, um, she is and a she literally person. had prescription drugs on prescription drugs at hand. So So I'm sure that the whole Tylenol codeine thing was like a normal thing for her. So she wasn't physically that we they know of like harming anyone. No, with and if her you own. look at a picture of her, she's like she looks like a little old lady. She looks like she'd be a, your crazy grandma. Oh. Not your normal grandma. I mean, we all have little, a crazy grandma. 
Right? No? Only me? Cool. <laughs> I'm, I will not name any grandmas that I think are crazy. I love all my grandmas. I love them all. Um, the, okay, so here's a quick side question. My thought process out loud. Obviously, she caught on to at some point that the elderly people were the easy route because she could drug them. She probably, I mean, her old man, husband, boyfriend, that's where it started, right? Was that? No, her friend. Friend, right, 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 right. But pen pal, pen older. pal. Okay. No, her friend that lived at her house. Oh yeah, that one, the coding lady. So that's truly where it started. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, okay. But I'm I will just trying say to that she was never up. officially charged with her murder. Oh, of course not. Mm-hmm. And probably because they needed her to deal bargain with other things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. This is me putting the story together as it's coming at me. Yeah. That's Even fine. though I'm like, I've heard this before. You're like, I know this. I totally have heard this before. I don't know where, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yikes. So while they were digging up the bodies, they literally let her go get some coffee. Oh. Yeah. So not they didn't any... go get her some coffee. No, they're like, okay, yeah, go get yourself a cup of coffee. And so I, at that point, I don't know if they were like thinking of her as a person of interest, was which I'm like, how are they're you like not? someone in your house is killing people. Yeah, and it's probably not you. Even though the cops um, have been here before to talk to you about don't steal their money, it's probably not you. Exactly. So she ended up fleeing to Los Angeles. She booked a room under a different name and hid out in her room. Okay. Until she got a little bored. As like, you do. I mean, I love me room. a good hotel room. It's one of my favorite places, but you get bored. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she decided to go out to a bar where she found another elderly man. Okay. How Tra- old is she? Do we know at this point? Oh, okay. I just wanted to know. I'm but just... she's, a, she's a decent, I would say, I think in all of these, she's about 20 years younger than them. Okay, okay. Um, so Charles, she met Charles Willingus. And guess what? He had a pension. Oh, right. Exactly. I was going to be like, a red truck? I don't know. (laughs) No red truck. Um, I don't know how that, like, comes up in a conversation. I mean, I guess we're not at that age. If you are a skilled professional for the elderly people and what they're doing in life, I'm sure she probably probably brought it up like she was on it or her dad or someone she knew. And that person, me too. And as soon as they said me too, she's like, all right, I'm in. If you're, pro- if you're okay, I guess probably. skilled with it's, the elderly, you I know mean, what if to you're say. skilled with any type of, like... Well, I mean, hers was clearly... Her MO was elderly, yeah, so that's yeah. why I'm so like, I'm she, sure she knew, knew exactly she... the questions. Exactly, yeah. Um. So they had a few drinks, and then she casually mentioned spending Thanksgiving together. What? Right yeah, there? This is, like, the first time they've met. And then eventually, like, in the conversations, I don't know if she was faded or what was going on, <laughs> but she was like, yeah, and then maybe we'll move in together. Oh, you know what? We have all met that person. I don't know yeah. if you met that person, but I a few times out of have, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I'm like, I gotta go. Uh, my Uber is here. Goodbye. Just um, kidding. I'm no married. Uber That's <laughs> right. yeah. um, happened before Uber, but still, exactly. We've all been there. Um, so he's like, wait, what? What's going on? We're gonna you get wanna, you want Thanksgiving? He was like, Thanksgiving, man, maybe. Uh, moving in your work, living together now. Yeah, <laughs> nice beer this has been so uh, <laughs> what was your name again <laughs> so he told her that he would meet up with her the next day and that they would go shopping he's like i'm gonna plan a future date yeah how about we don't do thanksgiving let's start with <laughs> yeah shopping so when he went back to his room he felt just very uneasy he was like this is just kind of weird how quickly it was moving and everything turned on his tv 
oh. realized everybody was looking for this lady. Oh. He's like, oh my God. And she used a different last name. She went by Johansson, which Johansson was like her ex-husband, Axel. Right. Um, but not... But is she still legally the Puente? Yeah, she's still Puente, but she, like, went by this name. But then he was like, this really looks like that girl. Yeah. Um, So he was nervous (laughs) to call the cops. Yeah. I mean, I would be, like... Right? (laughs) For a long time. So he called CBS. (laughs) Oh, dang it. I thought you were going to be like, so he called his family member. No. No, no. He called a new station. (laughs) Um, And so Gene Silver was (laughs) was like... (gasps) Have I got some shit for you? <laughs> right. And he, so Gene Silver listened to his story and followed the lead. He was like, okay, okay, well, wait, what? You think you have this girl? And so they met up and apparently um, he wanted to like bring him other additional pictures and be like, are you sure this is her? And so they're like, okay, we need to call the cops now. Like this mm-hmm. lady is this lady. And so Silver and Charles um, called the police. And I kid you not. CBS News mm-hmm. and the detectives went to her room, camera in her face. Oh. Knocked on the door and was like, hey, are you this lady? Give me your ID. Da, da, da. Like, like that- CBS News is oh, right no. there. Camera- is there a video of it? Um, No. I Dang. just I read about it. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm surprised like any detectives actually let like, they're let, like, okay, news crew, let's get going. They're like, you know what, guys? We really got to scare her. This is how to do it. Everyone come with us. <laughs> exactly. So she gave an ID and it was obviously her name. Um, and so then they put her under arrest. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, things were done so much differently back then. Yeah. Um, but she was then flown. I'm sure that, that detective was probably like, so how's that coffee break? <laughs> God. Yikes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, she was then flown from LA back to Sacramento and literally said, I cashed checks, yes, but I didn't kill anyone. I used to be a good person. Used to be? When you were like 12? Ooh, Ooh, even then. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Like her parents and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, she could have just started. She did some good person-y things along the line. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So she was booked for murder of Alberto Mentoya, um, and the cops worked for months identifying the remaining victims, and finally her pre-trial began on April 25th, 1990. The pre-trial and trial was basically Puente's attorney saying, yeah, they died, but they were in the care of her, so she was scared. Like, they died of natural causes. She was scared. So she just buried him in her freaking garden. Like, what's the big deal? And uh, the big deal is the garden that they were buried in. Exactly. Um, People didn't know. They yeah. just went missing. Those are someone's family members. And I bet you they didn't just die. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they called forth a bunch of people who said she had helped out in the community. So basically, so she did. her defense was like here to be like, she was good. Yeah, she did good things. Um, but you, she better have helped out a lot of people. But also, you can be a bad person and do good things still. Exactly. You can be a good person and do bad things. Very but you true. can be a bad person and do good things. She is That's our living proof. Yeah. Proof. 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 She is our living proof. <laughs> um, so the judge decided that she would stand trial for nine counts of murder. So okay. So nine great of job. the... Okay. Great job, Judge. Good job, Judge. Um, her trial began on February 9th, 1993, and lasted until July 15th, 1993. Holy... Yeah, start... Five months. Over five months. Ballsack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Keep going. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Ballsack. Ball <laughs> 
Um, so they heard 153 witnesses, and there was 3,500 pages of discovery. Oh my god. Yeah. When I saw 153 witnesses, I was like, no, no way. Of- and then I was like, oh my god, that's a thing. Could you imagine being that jury? Like, being on that jury, to being like, uh, so that two weeks that I have to take off, boss? <laughs> gonna be a while um, be gone for five yeah, months. the following month nope nope i'm st- i'm still at jury this <laughs> is not fake yeah. i'm not lying yeah still uh, at yeah this jury is duty. happening yeah <laughs> um so the jury took days to come back with a verdict and when they did they said we the jury are deadlocked on all nine counts we would like further instructions so they came back deadlocked. Oh, no. So okay. the judge was like, whoa, guys, okay. So this Can you is... blame them, though? No. It's been I don't. I mean, five it's... months. Yeah. A lot That's of a witnesses. L- a lot of information. Yeah. And so the judge came back and was like, so this is how you guys need to approach it. Like, nothing where he would, like, kind of sway them either way. Uh-huh. But he was like, this is how you need to approach it. This is how you need to think about it. Think about the facts. So they came back, and they found her guilty on three counts of murder. So three out of nine. Three out of nine. Okay. Um, so Leona oh, Carpenter, Dorothy things. Miller, and Ben Fink. Okay. So sadly, a lot of her victims, they just didn't get justice. What about her boyfriend? In the box? Shoebox guy? Mm-mm. No. They didn't. They no? did eventually um, find out that he he was the one in that. In the box. So they did identify but him? I have no idea why they didn't charge her for it. What the fart? <laughs> Like, knowing all this information, that's very yeah. confusing. Um, but I'm not sure. It had to be, had to have been some sort of plea bargain situation. Yeah, like, it, unless sure. it was found out later or if it's found out before or after, it had to have been some sort of plea bargain situation. Like, all right, listen. Still. We're going to let you off on this guy. Well, even the original person they arrested her on, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't charged with. Alberto. <gasps> yeah, she wasn't charged with What about murder. the slab guy? Oh, wait, is he, is Albert? Chief? Yeah. No, we don't. I don't know his Did they find name. him? He just went disappearing? I <laughs> he just went disappearing? <laughs> he's probably under a slab, unfortunately. Or he's probably not anymore. I don't yeah, know. No. He but can't be under a slab. He, he made the slabs. <laughs> there could be more. That's Destiny saying he could still be under a slab. There still could be a slab. <laughs> um, so although only seven bodies were found, there were at least 25 former tenants that had been reporting reported missing by the families. 25? 25. Holy So she was charged with three, they found seven, and 25 reported missing, and that doesn't include her boyfriend that was in a box, Uh and her friend. And her friend. From way before. Yeah. That's kind of where it ends. I mean, for an update, she, this bitch is dead. Oh. That's good. She died. (laughs) Uh, In case anyone ever wants to know about who Destiny is as a person, she refers to bad people that are women as bitches. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm not upset about calling yeah. this the evil tenant bitch a bitch. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> bitch a bitch. Right? She died in March of 2011 in Central California Women's Facility. Okay. And so that she makes was... me happy. Yeah. It does make me happy when they die. Two out of my last three are dead, but yeah. that's another story. But yeah, so that is my case. Dude. We did it. We... We... Episode three. Yeah. Also, I'd like to thank you for not talking about children dying because... Last week was rough for me. I went home and was like, I can't do this anymore. We're on episode two. We are mistaken. I quit already. No, these kind of crimes need to be talked about. 
I think that it's, um, there are some people that want to know about them, and now we got to hear about, I have a soft spot in my heart, I always have, I know this sounds weird, but I've always had a soft, soft spot for elderly people. I don't know if, um, when I get old, if I'm going to like to be called an elderly person. <laughs> um, I don't know what they go by, but so. And I really like vampires, so. Oh, I'm well. pretty upset about the situation. We did this for hit. each other, except that, uh, <laughs> Uh, they Stop went, judging. They were both real bad. Yeah, they were bad people. Yeah. Oh, not judging. So that's that, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's a few things. I want to take a quick minute to thank everybody who... Today was, obviously, as we mentioned, the first part of this. Today was our launch of our episode one. And, of course, we were all over social media and a ton of people liked, followed, were shouting us out, were subscribing, and me and Destiny, as we mentioned have full-time jobs and are at work just doing work but texting each other like dude this is happening (laughs) right we were so excited it was so awesome to hear just from everybody that reached out like feeling that support was amazing and I mean it's not we're we're doing this because it's something that we enjoy and we know that a lot of people out there enjoy it too so it was just such a great feeling to know like and like for you guys that for anybody that listened or reached out or followed or liked or shared, it was just incredible. So thank you so much. Yes, it felt like, um, yes, the thing that I kept thinking was that when we started this or when we were like, okay, we're going to do this, we're just going to do it. There is absolutely no expectation on my end. I just want to do yeah. this. I want to sit down. I want to talk to you about some true crime. I want to record it. And if we're the only people that listen to ourselves in the car, I don't give up book right (laughs) (laughs) I said it that's that but to know that there's other people even if whatever the fact that there's just other people that are like good work I liked it I want to hear another one I'm like oh it feels good (laughs) we'll give you another one yeah because we love doing yeah I did not know how good it was gonna feel so I wanted to thank everyone first and then um this time I'm going to learn how to say all of the things correctly um if you haven't already please go follow us on Instagram Twitter Facebook at Crime Wives Podcast. That's all it is. <laughs> and then um, we do also have a website now. Thank you, my soap. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. Um, if you ever want to know who does all of the editing in our podcast, most of it is done by Destiny. So shout out to Destiny. <laughs> I learned to low-key become a coder and... In about a... 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. A coder and then a vocal editor very shortly yeah she's real good at sound tech now so you guys hit her up if you need someone to edit your own sounds no she has no time i'm very busy as we talked about earlier yes and then i will help you if i need to (laughs) no don't don't ask her to help you she's helping us only she has lots of things she's about to be a wife (laughs) and then from here i would like to ask you to please rate review like subscribe all of the things that you can do We're going to be out on anywhere that you listen to podcasts soon right now. Spotify, Anchor, for sure are the places to listen to us. But by the time you hear this, it will definitely be everywhere else. So from here, I guess that's it. I mean, yeah, thanks for for joining us. Thanks, guys. All right. Crime Wives out.